0: Welcome to the Bowen Christian Family Centre podcast channel. You're about to hear a message recorded at one of our Sunday gatherings. We pray you are blessed and enjoy this inspiring message. I get the great opportunity to preach tonight. Thanks, Pastor John and Helen. Really appreciate it. Um, And I'm excited. Are you guys excited? Awesome. You guys sound excited. I'm happy about that. Earlier this year, uh, for Winston's birthday, a bunch of us went and we, we played paintball. And that was exciting as well. Has anyone here ever played paintball? Awesome. If you've played, you know that it hurts. It's not comfortable, um, but it's a whole lot of fun. If you've never played paintball, give it a try. Um, but see, when we when we played, we started off the game and we started by picking teams. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit afraid because Dylan was on the opposite team to me. And if you ever, if you know anything about Dylan, you know he's really competitive, and I did not want to be on the opposite team to him. But we got about, so we played for probably three or four hours, and we got to the end of the games, and I got away with like not too many hits. Um, But then it comes to the last round, and the last round was like this team deathmatch, which means that um, each team is fighting to eliminate all the other team's players. And so, so we got into this part of the game and this, this area that we played in was on the side of a hill with little wood huts everywhere and little walls that you could hide behind. Um, and I thought I had it figured out. I thought I'm going to stay at the back. Uh, I'm going to stay far on our team's side and I'm just going to shoot. I'm going to like duck up over the walls and shoot and hide because if they can't kill me, our team stays in. So I thought I'll go at the back because then they can't sneak around. And I'm peeking up over, over our, over the little wall that was in front of me, trying to shoot at Jeremy, um, but I missed. So I ducked back down, and I was hiding, and I just hear as the balls start hitting the wall behind me. And he was shooting for for quite a long time, and I couldn't get away. And I was sort of like just ducked down, and all I could hear was these paintballs. And then the firing stopped. I thought I was safe, and so I looked through a little crack in the wall to see if I could see where Jeremy was, and all of a sudden, I hear footprints to my right. Not footprints, footsteps. I don't, you don't hear footprints. I heard footsteps to my right, and before I even had the chance to turn around and see who, who it was, Dylan's shooting me in the side. Now, see, within a certain range, within a certain range playing paintball, you're supposed to give people an option to surrender. Because those balls come out of the barrel at 200 k's an hour. So they hurt. And Dylan was in the range where you're supposed to let people to surrender. He didn't. Um, And he was shooting me. And see, in that moment, it wouldn't have mattered how quick my reaction time was. It wouldn't have mattered how, how good my aim was or how well prepared I was. They'd taken territory on me. And see, much like like the battles that we face in, in real life, when you start to lose territory, it's really hard to fight the battle. And so I'd lost territory, and there was nothing I could do about it by that point. So the battle of paintball in that round was won or lost over territory. So that's what I want to preach about tonight. I want to talk about taking territory and the battle that we face. I want to read to you a scripture from the Bible, which is a good place to read scripture from. Um, this is Exodus 178 to 13. This is what it says. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men to go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Joshua fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. See, there's a couple of things that I want to note in this passage. Firstly, the Amalekites came to the Israelites. They came and started to push into their territory, trying to trying to take something from them. See the Israelites were already here, so so the enemy comes in and tries to tries to steal what they had. And the Israelites had to defend themselves. And see that's what happens a lot with us is is the enemy will come in and try and steal, try and take the victory from us. Try and invade and say, Oh well, God's done that in your life, but but has he really? Oh you you look like you're facing victory here, but but what about this other area? And the enemy comes in and tries to rob us, comes and pushes into our territory and tries to steal what, the victory that God has actually already won. And see, that's the thing about it. The fight is fixed. We don't need to worry when the enemy starts to come and accuse us and tell us we're not enough. We don't have to worry when that fear starts to wash over us. We don't have to worry when, when, when people come and say, oh, you used to be this person. What, like, aren't you still like that? We don't have to worry about that sort of thing because the fight is fixed. God said the victory is already won. We know how it ends. Just like that song says, we know how the story ends. Secondly, Moses played a really interesting role in this battle. See, he he assigned Joshua to go and put together an army. And instead of fighting in the army himself... Um, or maybe even stand at the back and give commands and, or like moral support like you might expect a leader to do. What he did instead was something a bit strange. He went and sat on top of a hill and lifted his hands. And that seems like, that doesn't seem to fit in right. That by our natural standing, that doesn't seem like that helps fight a battle. But Moses understood something that we don't or, or that they might not have understood. He understood that there's two sides to the battle. That it's not just Physical but there's a spiritual aspect to this battle that they faced as well. Moses understood the whole picture. He didn't just get up on the hill and lift his hands and not put together an army. Because if you neglect the physical side, they would have lost. But if he neglected the spiritual side, they still would have lost. And I think it's the same. We need to take into account the fact that the battle isn't just physical. You know, we can't just go out guns blazing and, and, and try and... Um, strive in our own strength to fight the battle. But we also can't just just sit there and, and hope God does it all for us. We have a role to play as well. Do you know that in the kingdom of God, we have a role to play? We actually have to do some work. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about salvation when I say we, don't, we have to do work. That's a free gift. We don't have to earn that. We don't have to fight for God's love. He freely gives that to us because he loves us. But if you want joy, If you want freedom, if you want to be the person God has called you to be and live the life he has planned for you, then maybe you have to fight for it just a little bit. Maybe you can't just sit down and wait for it to come to you. We actually have to go out and start claiming some victories. And so that's my first point tonight. My first point, if you're taking notes, is play your part. See, when we played paintball, I played two sorts of ways. I played that way that I talked about before where I was sort of just hiding and like shooting when it was convenient. And I played another way where I'd run in and I'd just try and shoot people as much as I could, little regard for if I get hit or not. When I played the first way, people would come to me and I'd I'd get taken out because I wasn't aware of taking territory. But when I played with only territory in mind and no self-preservation, it was too easy to get hit. See, I had to take both ways of play into account. And it's the same with this, this fight that we face. If we ignore the fact that the battle is multifaceted, then we're going to lose. If we ignore the fact that there's two aspects to it, then we're going to be at a disadvantage. See, it's not enough to just pray for a job but not hand out resumes. Right? It's not enough to just, to just pray to God for the promotion but not lift your game and work a little bit harder. Right? See, it's not enough to just ask God, use me more, if you're not willing to get down on your knees and let him mold you and shape you into a vessel that he can use you for what he has called you to be. Sometimes the answer to our prayer is actually reliant on our obedience to step out in faith and trust God in the thing he says we need to do. See, when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, he first asked the people to roll away the stone. I think this is significant because... Like, if Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead and the stone's still there, it doesn't matter how alive he is, he's not getting out of the tomb. And there's, there's things that God, that we're asking God to do in our lives and believing for, and we can believe for it wholeheartedly, but if we're not doing our part in that, if we're not rolling away the stone, then we might not see the miracle that God's got prepared for us to see. Some of us might be asking, asking God, Lord, I'm so tired. Give me more energy. Help me rest. And that's a great prayer to pray. But are you sleeping at night? Like we have a role to play. We can't just ask God to do it all and then keep going out all night and, and staying up till 2 a.m. playing video games or, or watching TV. If we're believing God for stuff, we have a role to play in that as well. See, a lot of what God promises in Scripture requires a physical act on our end. Jesus says, come to me all who are weary. Well that requires us to actually come to him. That requires us to actually go and spend some time just resting in his presence. If you're believing for freedom, seek accountability. If you're believing if you're believing to be used by God, step out in faith. If you need financial breakthrough, try and be generous. See in Scripture, there's all these ways laid out for us. All these things that, if we're believing for God, something He's given us practical things that we can do to start to see it come about. So I want to encourage you this week, as you go through your week, what are you believing God for, and what are you doing about it practically? See, I sat down at the um, a couple of weeks ago and I started to write a list of things that I want to practically put in place in my life to be more effective for God. Like, I wrote down all these things saying, I want to start to do this, 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 and this. Practical points and things that I'm going to implement. Instead of just saying, God, change me. I can ask for him to change me and believe that he'll do it, but I also need to play my part. See, on the flip side of that, we can't only rely on our own physical strength to see the battle won. Because it's not just a battle between flesh and blood. We can't just strive to see the victory. We can't just fight by our own strength and try and claw our way to the top. That's not how it works. So my first point was play your part, but my second point is trust God in his. The very first time I got to pray for someone at youth, um, I was laying hands on someone and I I was trying to think of all the right words to say and I was trying to make sure it sounded good and making sure I was doing it right. And then I felt God say to me, "Stop! You're making it about you. Focus on me." And as I stopped, I I kept laying hands on this person, and but I closed my eyes and I just stopped speaking. I just tried to remember that it's actually not me, and it's not my words that have any power. It's God and His Spirit. And it was actually when I stopped and was just silent for a second that this person went down under the power of the Spirit, and God did what He needed to do in their hearts. But it, it taught me and it reminded me that when we make this all about us and what we can do, we're missing the fact that it's actually God who's perfect in our weakness. It's actually God's strength that we rely on, and it's actually God that empowers, uh, empowers us and helps us to get to where we're going. I can't go around laying hands on people expecting them, to, expecting them to be healed if I think it's the physical act of me doing it that heals them. I'm missing the point if I do it like that and I can guarantee you nothing is going to happen because then I'm treating it like it's, like it's my ability. But see, when I go with the right spiritual posture, when I go understanding that it's God's power and I just get the opportunity to be a vessel, when I understand that it's God's power working through me, I've got my heart right, I'm, I'm knowing that he's doing it, not me, that's when we start to see God use us. When we stop making it about us, but remember that we get the opportunity Not the right, the opportunity to play a part. See, God doesn't have to use us, but he chooses to because he loves us. See, we can put on an awesome program at youth and see plenty of people come through the doors. We could see hundreds just because of our program. But if we don't put Jesus in in the center of it, if people aren't experiencing God's love for them and his plan and purpose for them, if people aren't getting to know Jesus, then it's a glorified club. We're wasting our time. And see, I'm so thankful that that at Overcomers Youth, we have young people coming to know Jesus. We're seeing breakthrough. We're seeing people change. It's because Jesus is at the center. A couple weeks ago, um, when we had our fresh event, um, we saw 50 young people come to know Jesus that night. And see, that's not to brag on us or what we did or our program. It's because Jesus is the center. We have a physical role to play in that. We have to to put it on and prepare, and and we have to get the place ready. But what really makes the difference is that prayer time, is that, God, I know you can do it. I believe that you can do it. And, And it's that moment where we take God's word, where we take God at his word, when he says he'll do it, when he says he loves his people, when he says he wants his children to come home, That's that's our prayer time. What we're doing is we're actually calling down the victory that's already happened. And by believing it, we're seeing it made manifest in in the physical. All we're doing is believing God on his word. We can't just put on the program, then no one's lives get changed. We're wasting time. And we can't just, just say, God, come and do it and bring 100 kids here and get them saved, but also not put anything on. We have to understand that there's two sides to it. We have to understand that there's, there's a part that we have to trust God to do and that we cannot do by any means. But we also understand that he is actually expecting something of us. See, Moses lifting his hands was a physical expression and declaration of what was happening in the spiritual. See, lifting our hands represents a lot of things. Um, if I could get the musicians up, that would be awesome. Lifting our hands can represent a lot of things. We lift our hands in victory, like I'm sure JV was doing when he hit his three wickets today. Just like that. Just like that. We lift our hands in victory, and we lift our hands in surrender, just like I did when Dylan was shooting me. We lift our hands to get attention, to get people to notice us, but we also lift our hands in praise. And it's not just praise to God. If you've ever been to um, like a concert, you'd see people lifting their hands. And see, what, what all that is, is it's a physical expression of the heart's posture, of what's happening inside. See, the physical and spiritual aren't, we have to be aware of both, but they're not mutually ex- exclusive. They're not separate. See, God made us physical beings, and then breathed his breath into us. God gave us a physical form and then gave us a spirit. Jesus went away in the desert and fasted for 40 days to feed his spirit, but if he fasted forever, he'd be having a hard time. By, by like that logic of 40 days being, I don't know, better than 10, then maybe we'd think fasting forever would be better spiritually, but God gave Jesus a physical body just the same, and we have to take care of both. They're not separate. They're not mutually exclusive. We have to be aware of both, and so often our spiritual fighting requires physical action and to, it, the, the spiritual fighting is to maybe see physical victories maybe see spiritual victories but just the spiritual act takes a physical action maybe when you pray sometimes you feel to get down on your knees you feel to lift your hands you feel to jump around what that is is its physical expression of what god is doing in your heart and it's a prophetic act of saying god i surrender or god you've got the victory Sometimes we have to actually do something to stir our hearts. Maybe you're not feeling it. That's okay. Get down on your knees anyway and stir your heart until you start to feel it. Get down on your knees and believe God that he'll do it. Believe him at his word until what, what you know in Scripture starts to become a reality in your life. As we finish up tonight... Um, We're going to worship for a bit because worship is important and awesome. Um, And I want to open up the altar. And I don't feel to pray for anyone tonight. But I feel that we need to actually have some time to be able to fight some battles and start to declare some stuff in the spirit and, and do a physical action to get out here. Right? I want to open up the altar and I want to, whatever it is you might be facing, whether, whether you're struggling with depression or anxiety or loneliness or addiction or fear or whatever it is, come out here on the altar and fight, believing that God's won the victory. We're not fighting for it. We're claiming the victory that he has already won for us. And if for you that means getting down on your knees, if that means lifting your hands, if it means jumping up and down, whatever it takes, for you to make the, the, the spiritual reality reality in your life, we'll do whatever it takes tonight. I was at a conference um, uh, earlier this year, and I was praying, I was praying, God, help me to stop worrying about what people think. Help me to let go of this fear of man that I've been holding on to. And I was standing there with my hands raised saying this, and I feel God say to me, Get up on your chair. I'm like, Nah, I'm scared. I'm afraid I'm not going to do that. But God was giving me an answer to my prayer in my physical action. So I decided I'd do it. I got up on my chair. About three seconds later, I got down because I didn't like being up there. I felt God say, get back up. All right, Lord. All right, I'll do it. I got back up. And I stayed up for a little bit. And then I felt God say, get back down. So I got down. And then he said, get back up. I felt like an idiot. I felt like an absolute idiot. But he kept saying, get down, get up, get down, get up. Then he said, spin around on the chair during the middle of worship. And this wasn't like a crazy hype song. It was pretty mellow. (laughs) I feel God telling me to spin around on my chair in worship. And I did it. Because God had brought me to a point in my obedience, in that physical action, God had brought me to a point of not caring what the people around me were thinking. God answered my prayer, but it actually required me stepping out in faith and trusting him. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this illustration, but I might do it. Um, Hannah, where's Hannah? Hannah, can you just come up on stage for a second? Can you just stand right here? Just stand right on this X and don't face that way no matter what you do. Just face this way. And can I get those other people to come up here really quickly that I, that I mentioned and um, that I talked to? So if, if, you, if you say you trust God and you believe him, see, when God said to me to, to get up on the chair, I had to trust him. It's not enough to just say, yeah, God, I trust you. I had to actually put action to what I believed. Hannah, do you trust me? Do you trust me? You do? Cool. Fall backwards. (laughs) See, if she doesn't, (laughs) just wait one second before you do it. My point is, she can say she trusts me all she wants, but if she's not willing to be obedient, if she's not willing to actually step out in faith on what I've said, does she trust me at all? And I want to challenge you. You might be believing God for something, but if he makes you uncomfortable, if he says, all right, do this. I want you to take a a physical action to make what's spiritual manifest in reality. Are you going to do it? Are you going to actually trust him? Hannah, do you trust me? Fall back. You got this. Yeah, give her a hand. (laughs) Thanks, guys. As we worship tonight, I want to know, do you trust him? Do you trust him enough to step out in faith and physically, physically step out and trust him and do what he calls you to do? Are you going to be willing to do the physical action that will bring the spiritual, the spiritual victory into reality? Are you willing to fight the spiritual fight to see your physical victory? Thank you for tuning in to Bowen Christian Family Center's podcast channel. For any more information on our church, the preaching, or Jesus and Christianity, feel free to check out our church website, www.withsundayacc.com.au.